Today is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz show. Ugh, I can't even do a jokey one for today's episode. Today was just a, a dramatic day. Ugh, what an awful day. But we're going to talk about it right now, right here, in only one place. It's this Joe Batanz, right here, on Afterthought Media. Said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and uh, today is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. I am the host of this Joe Batanz. I'm the only host. In fact, it'd be really weird if there was a guest co-host, I mean, a guest host. It'd be weird, because the show's called This Joe Batanz, unless there's somebody else named, I guess my dad could do it. There's also another Joe Batanz, but that's a whole other story, we don't have time for that story today, let us uh, start the day. Let's start the t- today off. I don't even know if this story will take the whole time, but it was still very dramatic. So I woke up this morning and, uh, you know, talked to Aiden in the morning. Why did we talk this yesterday morning? We did. I don't know. Talked on the earlier side. Good little conversation. And uh, then, uh, you know, uh, you know, I bought Aiden a little present. It was the tahine, as you know, and then also this chainmail scrubber for his cast iron skillet. Okay, a chainmail scrubber for his cast iron skillet. And uh, I, uh, okay, so I was like, all right. And he gets it and he loves it. And actually, I think since we've spoken, he's tried the tahine and he loves it. He loves the tahine. Okay. Because it's the greatest invention ever. And uh, he um, was... So, but I asked him about the chainmail scrubber for the cast iron skillet. And he said, oh, I haven't used it yet because it's still in my car. Because my ADHD, I like the way it feels in my hand. So I keep touching it. So he had had that conversation. So I was sort of cruising on Amazon... And by the way, if anybody has any good recommendations, put them in the Discord. I, 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 I think I would like this too. But like really cool fidget toys that like make that have really good tactile sensations, like whether they clickety clack. I think personally, I would like squishy things, you know, things that you can just squish. I think I would like that. Um, but, um, so I was cruising through that, and then I was like, okay, well, now it's time to go. I think Aiden got to work, and I was like, now I'm going to go downstairs and make my uh, diabetes-friendly breakfast. Oh, because by the way, I have not updated you. I did finally take my blood sugar. I just skipped Monday. I was like, this is not going to be pretty. I took my blood sugar on Tuesday morning. Now, this is after, you know, over 24 hours, and it wasn't like criminally high, but it was very high. It was like on the high side of 
it was almost a, to like I would be very sad high. So I was like, holy fuck. Why was my blood? I don't, I still don't know why my blood sugar was so high. I, I had worked out on Monday and I had eaten right. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I drink as much water. There's all these weird guys. It is such a, a, a spell, a cast of like unknown spells and recipes for your personal blood sugar. So I actually have a thing. It's like a, a canister for drinking enough water. I'm going to do that today as an experiment, but I don't think I drink enough water. That's what I, that's what I'm telling myself. I don't drink enough water. Um, because my blood sugar was just for, I, I hadn't, it should have come back down by that point. And even now, this morning, uh, oh, today's Wednesday. I gotta, I gotta tell you guys something. Today's actually Wednesday. Um, it was still a little higher than usual, but this was now on the higher side of normal. So it sounds like it's, it's taking a long time to come down. And I gotta talk to my doctor about why, uh, it's ta- like, because I need to be able to have a slice of cake one day and not have three days of high blood sugar. So we'll figure out. That's a whole diabetes talk topic to talk about. Anyway, uh, and I'm making breakfast and my mom hears me making breakfast and she comes downstairs and she just looks miserable. Now, sometimes she looks like that when she hasn't slept. But I, I ask and I go, oh, uh, good morning. And she's like, ugh. And I go, how was your morning? How are you feeling? How's it sleep? And she goes, and she starts talking about how she has this really bad pain in the middle of her back and it radiates to the front of her chest. Now, any of you out there who knows, uh, there are a couple of things at play here. And she's like literally in a lot of pain. And she's showing me when she touches it, she's like wincing in pain. But there are a couple of things at play in that, uh, one, we'll do the most obvious one for people, for just general women in general, but heart attacks manifest themselves in women different, different for every woman, but also much differently than they do in men. Like men, for the most part, not all the time, but for the most part, get your classic heart attack symptoms, tightness in the chest, you know, tight jaw, pain in the jaw, pain in your left arm. Those are the classic signs, and most men get those. Even though the men could have like the women do. The, mostly that's how it is. She, but women can have what's called referred pain, and that can be anywhere often in the back, often, you know, in the side. So you cannot fuck around with that. So I start telling my mom, she needs to go to the emergency room. Compounding that, I don't know how much I've talked about my mom's health. My mom has some very minor health issues, but serious issues that that could also be causing this. I don't want to go too much into her health history, but there are other factors that could be at play that she should go to the doctor to go to get it checked out. And my mom is just so fucking stubborn. She is so stubborn, and she's so mad. She's like, she's not going to go to the doctor. Why is she going to go to the doctor? Just for them to tell her that there's nothing wrong with her. Blah, 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 blah. She doesn't want to go to the doctor. Doesn't want to go to the doctor. Right? So I get so frustrated because she is literally... Because then she goes outside to sit outside to eat her oatmeal, and I'm still in the kitchen cooking, and I hear her groaning audibly in a lot of pain. So I go out there again and say, you need to go to the doctor again as much as she can without inducing pain on herself, snaps at me that she's not going to go to the doctor. Meanwhile, my dad's upstairs like, 
right? And I'm all like, does he? And then I get mad, like, why is he not? What is going on in this fucking household? You know? So I, um, I tell her, I go, I gotta go for a drive. I gotta clear my head. And then she gets upset. Why are you gonna go for a drive? Why are you leaving? And I go, because this is anxiety inducing and you won't do anything about it. And I just need to, to clear my head. I need to go for a drive. So I leave, I go for a drive and then my mom texts me, Oh, I feel better, which I, don't, I didn't believe. Please come home. And then I get one, another one. Actually, actually I turned around anyway. And she goes, your dad has agreed to take me to the doctor, right? So I get home, and they're about they're getting ready to leave, and they go to the doctor. And now I'm freaked out. I'm like, I, it could be a million things. It could be some very serious things, you know? It could be, like, a heart attack. It could be something having to do with her liver or her pancreas or even her kidneys. Like, um, it could be a lot of things, you know? It could also be nothing. And so I'm a little anxious. God, thank God I'm on some sort of psychotropic drug. So my anxiety is, you know, like the psychotropic drugs don't make you like, like at least not me, zonked out where you don't feel anxiety, but it keeps it level, you know? So I they leave and, you know, because of COVID restrictions, my dad can't go into the hospital, but he can sit in the parking lot. And that's what he said he's going to do. So I don't want to be home alone going crazy. So I call my brother. My brother's golfing, coincidentally, with my uncles, my dad's brothers. And he goes, okay, I'm leaving the, the golf course. I'm going to go home right now. And so he's on his way home. I'm going to his house. My sister-in-law's, like, getting ready for us to get there. And, like, right when I get to my brother's house, uh, my dad calls. And he's like... Hey, I'm going to pick up some food to eat. Do you want anything? Because, okay, okay, we'll explain what that means in a second. And I go, no, it Mike's. And she's like, and he's like, he freaks out. He's like, why are you at Mike's? And I go, I tell him exactly what I told you guys. Like, well, you're going to be in the parking lot. I don't want to be home alone. It'll make me more nervous. And he goes, he starts screaming. I'm not going to do a pretend scream about how my mom had made him promise, because my dad's diabetic, and she's so worried about him, you know, his blood sugar dropping, that she made him promise that he would go home and eat something. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go home then. Then he gets all nasty, because he's crazy, and he's like, no, obviously you care more about your brother than me, and you just stay there. And I was like, no one even knew, no one knew that this was a, you guys made this up, and now I'm in trouble, Right? So I call Mike and I'm, and Mike, I tell Mike, like, look, I gotta go to the house. Dad's freaking out now because I went to your house and he's like, my brother obviously just as much as I do understands how crazy my parents are. So, uh, he's like, okay, well, he's like, and he tells me, look, he's, he would rather be at the house just waiting to hear what happened with my mom than just because he was saying that the golf course was sort of like, um, a mess to get out of. So in case he wanted to be close by, because my brother actually lives close to the hospital where my mom was. He goes, I'd rather be just close to the hospital in case there's something really wrong. And so um, he uh, he so he goes home. I go to my dad's house. My dad's fine, actually, when I get there. He bought himself 
some McDonald's breakfast and was sitting there eating it. But my dad, when he gets very nervous, and it, it actually, it's one of these things that does not clash well with my nerves. Like when I'm sort of, I, again, anxious is the wrong word to use. I think we've all been there. When you are, you know, anxious about, you know, a loved one and they're in the emergency room in the hospital, and even worse so because of COVID, COVID makes a nightmare, they're by themselves. You know, there's no way you're going to get any updates. Uh, I would have wanted to keep myself busy, you know, but I like think to be quiet or put on peaceful music and keep busy, you know, like organize a closet. I start doing things like organizing, you know, clear my Yahoo email inbox, you know, something that's not going to make me occupies my brain, but it, I don't really think about it. So, um, but my dad is the opposite. My dad likes to put the TV extra loud and watch murder and violence and death. And he watches that stuff anyway, but more so he doubles down. Where it's screaming. It's literally like people going like, ah, ah, and like running for their life and gunshots and explosions. And I literally have to put in noise-canceling headphones because it is so loud and he's sitting there quietly stewing. When he's upset, he just, you know, shuts down. Which I, I think I've shared this in the episodes before that I I think my dad has a very mild case of Aspergers. Okay, I think my dad has a very mild case of Aspergers, and this comes true later because when I got home, I asked my dad if he heard from my mom. He said yes, and I asked her, um, "Well, what did what do you what do you know?" And he goes, "I don't know anything. I know what you know." I dropped her off, and she said she's just waiting there. She's seen the doctor, and they're going to run some tests. So then my brother calls and he says, have you heard anything? I said, no, I, uh, you know, what I just told you. Oh, because then my mom, my mom's actually, no. So my mom sends us a text message, all three of us a text message. And she says, uh, doctor's going to run some tests, do some blood work, do a CT scan. Um, and they're going to give me some medicine because I'm allergic to the, um, contrast for the CT scan. So I'm going to be out of it. Um, your dad knows more. He can explain. So my brother calls and says, what do you mean dad knows more? I go, I don't, he just told me he didn't know anything. So I go, let me go on speakerphone and talk to my dad. My brother talks to my dad. Now, I will say my brother was very forceful and asked very specific questions. And there was all this information my dad knew. And he was like, oh, yeah, the doctor thinks it might be like a stomach infection. And he's going to run some tests. And I'm like, I, why didn't you say it? So I tell my brother, my brother goes, it's the Asperger's. A lot of times with Asperger's people, you need to ask very specific, you have to ask very specific questions. If you don't ask a specific question, they, they just give you the answer that you ask, they, they answer the question that you asked. And I don't know if that's true, but it tracks, right? I didn't specifically ask, what did the doctor say? I asked, what did mom say? If that makes any sense. So we learned that. So I just start. So I actually occupy my time by working out with my uh, Ring Fit Adventure. And the the lucky thing is, is that I guess the emergency room was pretty empty because we dropped her. My dad dropped her off around nine thirty. Around eleven thirty, she was already drunk from the Benadryl, and she wrote to us, uh, you know, just uh, literally nonsense. But we got we got the gist that they were taking her into the CT scan. And then I would say an hour later. Uh, I'm sitting here keeping myself busy and my phone rings as my mom and I go, hello. And she's drunk. She's like, oh. I'm like, hello. Tell dad to come pick me up. And I go, uh, okay, but what, what did the test say? What's wrong? And she goes, 
nothing, there's nothing wrong with me. And I go, all right. So I tell my dad, hey, mom called. Uh, she sounds really drunk, but said that the test came back, you know, negative. There's nothing wrong with her. Go pick her up. My dad bolts out the door. The reason I bring that up is my mom was so out of it. Now, it takes from door to the emergency room, which my mom was, 15 minutes to get there. Maybe 18. Let's say 18 minutes to get there. In those 18 minutes, okay, in those 18 minutes that it took to get there, my mom called me like five times because she was so out of it. She, in her brain, those 18 minutes were like five hours. And so she would call every few minutes to go like, where is your father? Oh, I've been waiting here for hours. And I go, he just left. And she's like, he told me he's on the free. It was just craziness. And then writing nonsense in the text message, whatever. My dad picks her up. She comes home and she sleeps it off. Okay. She's like literally sleeps the entire day and night. She woke up briefly in the evening. And uh, what I will say, and this is, so my brother, people know I recorded two episodes of this Joe Batanz back to back, but in between my brother had called. Because one of the private conversations I had with my brother, and I think I've shared this on here, and it's, and I think this is something that, an affliction that many of us uh, probably have or share or have no people who have this affliction or are affected by it. But I really feel, and I've felt this for a year, that the pandemic has taken a mental toll uh, on my mom. And, and it, there's a number of things that have happened, by the way. It's not it's not just the pandemic, but I think the pandemic and all the, the issues surrounding it have exacerbated those effects. And, you know, for instance, even just what happened yesterday, the fact that my, mo- my dad couldn't go into the doctor with my mom, the fact that my dad... You know, she had to be there alone. They like they do everything together. But also that, you know, my mom has to have, and she's known this from right before the pandemic, she needs a neck surgery. Her neck is in really bad shape. And the doctor has said like one slight fall or a fender bender and she could be paralyzed. They need to fix her neck. Well, when she was supposed to have the surgery... Uh, the pandemic hit, so they f- ended all elective surgeries. And then in September, things had died down enough that they brought back elective surgeries, and my mom was scheduled. And right before that surgery, my mom got literally almost the, the weekend before, the identical pain in the stomach. I needed to go to the emergency room. And there they, again, cleared her. There was nothing wrong with her. And... Uh, and then they, uh, she went back home, but they, they canceled, she canceled her, uh, for another reason. I don't want, again, I don't want to give her medical history, but she canceled the neck surgery. Then when they wanted to have in December, again, things got bad, so they canceled the neck surgeries. So on Sunday, when we were here, actually, so my mom had stomach problems, but, um, on Sunday, she sat down at breakfast at her Sunday brunch and she said, it's been five days and I've been pain free, right? Like almost, it's almost like, it's almost like a fucking horror movie. At that moment, the phone rings and it's our medical provider telling her they have a date for her for surgery. It's March 26th. Then Monday, and she, when, I, when the phone rang, which they never call on Sunday, but when the phone rang, 
and they said Kaiser Permanente, and my dad said, yeah, she's right here. My mom visibly tensed up, visibly tensed up. And then Monday, uh, she they were getting calls all day about scheduling this and that for the surgery, tense. And so I told my brother, this is when she was in the hospital, I hope and I pray that there is nothing wrong, but if there is, this is her anxiety. This is the anxiety, and I go, I think the pain is real, but the anxiety has made her so tense that her back tightens up and the whole muscles tighten up and she needs to see a therapist, which she's fought me on. So right now, what's coincidental is in between these shows, my brother called me to have a serious talk with me. Like, we need to talk to mom and we have to insist that she see a therapist. And that's going to be the next step because she's had several times with this happen. They tell her there's nothing wrong. But that's a whole other conversation we need to have about mental health. She is in that old school belief that only people who see Abraham Lincoln or think they're Abraham Lincoln are the only ones to see therapists. We'll have to talk about it next time when it comes up. But for now, that's going to do it for this Joe Batanz, and you can only find it one place. That's Afterthought Media. <laughs> <laughs>